0: Howdy there folks and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in NOTHING talk about everything. Collecting items is a very human trait, and while some animals are known to do it, we by far sit atop the mountain. Today we look at amassing things that we as individuals find value, nostalgia, and comfort in, and why we feel the need to take up precious space and time with inanimate objects. So join in the hunt, as today, two random men discuss some mighty fine collections.
1: Good evening, brother. Hey, how's it going, man? It's been going pretty good today. Yeah. How's your Easter weekend treating you? So far, so good. I guess we'll be doing some egg hunting tomorrow. See how that goes. Same, mm. same. Yeah. Chasing little ones around. Um, But I do notice, uh, what's up with your thumb? Oh, the hand's taped up? Yeah. Yeah,
0: injured my thumb somehow. And the problem is that I don't know how I did it. Mm. Byproduct of getting old. Yes. It just all of a sudden popped and now it's taped up straight and I can't bend it or hold a pen or... Oh, work a God. phone or do anything normal with my right hand
1: but our thumbs that's that's what makes humans humans <laughs> separates thing. us from There's the animals thing. we need our thumbs
0: <laughs> i know i that think that's a problem with not knowing what i did if i at least hurt my knee i run into the edge of the bed or something i know what i did i didn't do
1: anything it just all of a sudden sharp shooting pain oh no it's almost like if you throw your back out putting your shoes on well, I'm, I'm, I messed up my bicep the other day, but I know that was from whenever we were moving that heavy smoker. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew what it was. I was trying to straight arm it like I'm 18 again. <laughs> and was like, oh, man, that's my body going, you're stupid. Not, I'm not
0: strong anymore. Uh-huh. I get injured doing menial tasks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm at the store getting other stuff, and I'm looking at the thumb braces. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not adding one more thing into the collection of... Elbow braces and knee braces and back braces and copper sleeves and all these kind of... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A uh, multitude of ace bandages. Yes. Yeah. Infomercial. That might make my, my knee feel better. It's infused with copper. Yeah. That's a magical element. <laughs> copper. But yeah, I didn't want to add to the collection. Segway. Ah, yes. Segway. Segway. Into today's topic. Okay. Going to do a little bit talking about uh, collecting. Hmm. Okay. So what are you thinking? People collect a lot of weird shit. True. You know, what true. De- What defines a collection? Everybody out there probably, most people you run into have a collection of some sort. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was looking up things for this, one of the questions I asked was what number is considered a collection? You okay. know, is it 50 of something? Is it 100 of something? When does it start to become a collection? And the most common answer I found was three. Really? Because if you have three of a like item, that could be considered a collection. That's a very low number. I think about the stone eggs in Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's like my collection of stones. <laughs> yeah? Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. low number. So three. I mean, like me, off the top of my head, my thing is coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. Anytime we travel anywhere from that destination, I always get a coffee mug. Okay. okay. Bring it home.
1: I mean, I know lots of people do, especially places that they've gone, they uh, usually bring back either a t-shirt or a shot glass. Those are two pretty common just from wherever you visited.
0: Yeah, shot glasses. We know um, quite a few people with shot yeah. glass collections. Yeah.
1: When you're in Vegas, when you're in New Orleans, yeah. New York. When we were in Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I think that's kind of one of those things. But see, I mean, I don't think of that as really, well, I guess it is a collection. But I'm more more bringing it with me as a, hey, a sentimental thing. Like, oh, remember whenever the we trip? were? Yeah, because we, we'd gone and done whatever. And it kind of reminds me of it. And lots of times, you know, Somebody else is over at the house, and they see, like, oh, you have a shot glass from bleh, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, so when we were there, this happened. It's kind of a conversation piece and kind mm-hmm. of kind of almost holds its own memory. That's kind of way. how I feel about the coffee mugs. If you mm-hmm. were to look at my 30
0: destination-associated coffee mugs, you'd be like, oh, that's a cool collection of – I don't know if anybody
1: call it cool. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hey what a neat <laughs> collection of coffee mugs you have. Old man. (laughs) Hey, man. Hey, I have always (laughs) said I will not knock anybody that does something that makes them happy. Like, hey, so, baby, that's what works for you. No, I I want to know how many cabinets full of coffee mugs do you have? Just one. Okay. Uh,
0: Uh, One and a half. There's some of them that I don't ever touch. That's another thing. Because I've broken a lot that, or... Oh, no. They have gotten... They have become broken? Gotten. They've gotten broken. (laughs) They were broken either through cleaning or child knocked him off the counter or something like that and mm-hmm. i feel really bad because i'm like Sh-. now i gotta go back and get
1: that again oh no i gotta go back to louisiana <laughs> that's so terrible oh this is my excuse oh I no i come back, back. <laughs> i
0: come back 10 pounds heavier every time i come back from louisiana oh yeah oh yeah good eating mm-hmm. but there again what defines a collection of item versus like clothing i kind of I have a hard... I'm hard-pressed to consider that a collection. I I collect t-shirts. I collect... Well, I mean, unless they're vintage or along those lines. Like, you could say I
1: collect concert tees. Okay, I would... I can say that's a collection. Yeah, but I don't think, like, regular clothes or jewelry should count because, I mean... Everybody has more than three pairs of shoes. Again, vintage jewelry, but if you just go buy a new pair of diamond earrings every month. Is that really a collection? Is that really a collection or just you amassed a lot of that? When does it become hoarding? Yeah, (laughs) that number three that you threw out there kind of was like, "Uh, I know I have a lot more than three of a lot of things, but I've never thought of it as a collection Mm. by any means. What if you broke that down to the value
0: of it? What if you had a collection of classic cars and you said, I got three in the garage. Come look at my Stingray's. Okay. okay, I can say, that. yeah, I could, yeah, but you. Think I would never it. problem with you calling it a collection.
1: Yeah, but think about it too. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, I I know everything out there, especially if it's something rare or unique. It, it's going to have some kind of value to it. That's probably going to be higher than what you would normally think. I mean, you think of one of the oldest collecting things, stamps. Mm-hmm. Okay, a stamp is not in itself is not very expensive, but you, there are ones out there that are worth a lot of money. So, because people collected them. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you really put a price on it. Because like I said, yeah, you could have this guy that's a millionaire or somebody that just knows how to wheel and deal that ends up collecting all these vintage cars. And his collection will be worth tons of money. But does that really make his collection any more of a real collection than somebody that has... Like you with all your coffee mugs. like You have a real collection of coffee mugs.
0: I think the term is so loosey-goosey, it could apply to anything. Anything you like, and that's why anything can be collectible. (laughs) Because it matters if you call it, hey, this is my collection. Yeah. (laughs) Baseball caps. Do you have 150 baseball caps? That's a collection of baseball caps. Mm -hmm. I think when you dive into rarity and volume. Okay. To kind of explain what I'm thinking, rarity could be first edition baseball cards. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be... Anything that was limited production. Mm-hmm. A sneaker. Sneakers are
1: huge collectibles. But not just going to the store and I, I bought... Not just... I went... Yeah. I've just got I a lot a, of different... Adidas. I got a lot of
0: shoes or I collect <laughs> all the Jordans and I'm always on the lookout for this year that I couldn't get a hold of. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives the price up. True. Is the frantic search. Mm-hmm. The more people
1: that want it... The, the least... The more sought after it is, the harder to get. Yes, Back- yes, yeah. yeah. I know me, uh, I, I had never really thought of it as a collection, because you, you know me, I used to play the Pokemon card game all the time, and I never really thought of it necessarily as a collection, because I wasn't trying to get every one of whatever it was. I was mm-hmm. looking for the best, or something that might be like a promo card, or something like that that wasn't easily attainable. Um, but I never looked at it like I'm trying to collect to finish a set, or to get to a certain point, like... I just was acquiring it. But then again, like you said, with cards and I can think when it comes to cards, I think it really, the big three would be the sports cards of any, you know, different sport mm-hmm. uh, then magic, the gathering. And then the Pokemon. Oh, card absolutely.
0: Card magic the gathering. Yeah.
1: That those would be the was guess, a game the changer. Three. Yeah. Cause that was the first, like it wasn't the first card game by any means, of course, but it was the first one that started with like this whole idea. Um, where, it kind of turned it from just sitting around playing uno or whatever into this game where you collect more sets more th- things to build off trading of. it started trading, trading yes. became big with that yes yes for sure because you actually would sit there and go i have four of these but i need that one that he has he's willing to trade it to me so there you go boom i agree and i mean of course we've all heard the stories i don't know what a rookie Jordan cards going for right now but I'm, I'm pretty sure pretty it's, sure it's out of your <laughs> price range <laughs> yeah it's out of my price range for sure and I mean card, but collecting cards that's I mean that's been around forever I mean I remember always hearing about baseball cards dad had a pretty significant collection of baseball cards mm-hmm. you know we actually had and comic book collection which is yeah. lost to the wind oh yeah which is very sad comics
0: probably one of the front runners for collectibles yeah of the how many people do it? Yeah, and that's kind of a, a mishmash of rarity and volume. You walk into somebody's, I won't even say a man cave, a collectible cave. Yeah. It goes both ways. And just you're impressed by the sheer, you look like you walk into a store. Yeah. Wow. It's it, something hits you about that, like this is time and effort and sought after. And you can appreciate that on some level. Now, there is a point where it gets to be hoarding.
1: And can cause family issues. That's, uh, I actually saw, uh, Psychology Today had put out a thing, it went into the, when you know that you have a a collecting problem, Mm -hmm. and the big things were difficulty, discarding things, where you just, it physically would make you sick to get rid of anything, which you see in the hoarding, for sure, Um, the strong urge to keep anything related to it. Not not necessarily like okay you have this collection, but maybe you have uh, some magazines or something else that you have that pertains to it that you are you don't even have you can't even <laughs> get rid of that stuff.
0: You see the people with like TV guides, boxes and boxes of old seventies, eighties, and nineties TV guides, <laughs> and it's like what nobody's nobody's gonna pay you money for.
1: For the old TV guides? If An I'm, old Johnny Carson TV guide. might be somebody out there. I don't know. Uh, one of the other ones was... Different, different strokes for different folks, I guess. The accumulation and clutter when it starts taking over yes. your everything. like you, you can't walk into your house because you've got all this stuff that just collected all over. I
0: don't personally know anybody that's had this problem, but I've, I've seen and heard and read about it where guy or girl has a collection of... Say Funko Pops or something like that, you know? Hey, don't knock those out. No, of no, of no, them. no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, But like a thousand. And there you go into their apartment and in the entire living room. It's boxes and boxes. It's boxes, boxes, and boxes and boxes of them. Yeah. Or they're all on shelves. Say they're presented well, which I'll get into here in a minute too. Um, and then they get married and move in together and there's nowhere to put it but you don't want to separate with that because you've been collecting them
1: for 25 years. That's the the last one on the list here of the when you know that it's a it's a real problem is when it starts making you have difficulty with your job or your family and then if you kind of almost have in the back of your mind that bit of shame of doing it. Yeah. And when it starts affecting those three aspects, then yeah, that's another one they're like, "Okay, you might have a problem." You know, like you said if you get married and this isn't here we you have, have nowhere, nowhere to put. Doing, I have nowhere to put all your this four stuff. rooms yeah. of, yeah, Batman memorabilia. Yeah, and I know in our tiny two room, you've been in my house apartment plenty of times, and you know in the music room where we have the whole wall is nothing but it's three different shelves and there's I guess five shelves on each one of them, mm-hmm. and it is full of nothing but just nerd culture stuff, just uh, everything from my my small uh, comic book collection, my Funko. Yeah, my Funko Pop heads. Then, I mean, just all kinds of stuff that I've gotten over the years from different things, going to comic conventions, doing stuff like Loot Crate, stuff like that, that I'd get. And it got to a point to where things were just, it it was too much. Starts falling over because there's nowhere to put it. And I was like, okay, we use this room as a functional room in our house. So I got to limit it at some point. You know, I can't just have everything just sprawling out all over the place. How does it affect your perception of someone's collections so that when you go in and it's
0: organized, everything's in glass cases and boxes. Say you have a comic book collection and everything is put in the plastic casing on the wall, organized by date of release. And I mean, it, it kind of makes you think different than going in and watching people with a, Oh, that's
1: just a bunch of shit on a shelf. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think when it comes to that, you're sitting there looking at somebody that they are collecting and they're serious about it, but they're also proud of what they have. They are going to take the time and effort to display it. Whereas somebody that just collects it and just leaves it in a box where you, you're not going to know. Like I, said, like I said, if you walked into somebody's house and they were collecting something, but it was all just shoved in boxes. Yeah. I don't know. If I can't go out there. If you can't enjoy it. And, and Yeah, go enjoy it and look at it. Why do you it, have it? Why would I have it? Yeah. If you can't give other people enjoyment out of it. Yeah. You know, we've talked about, you know, decorating, uh, you know, here with the... With all of our nerd stuff? With all of our nerd stuff, because it's stuff that makes me happy. I, yeah. And stuff if I look at it and I'm like, I love this. You know, this is great. Yeah. You're not trying and, to
0: copy anybody else when you look up people on YouTube and they're a... No, no, not at all. Nerd culture show and it's like, oh, they got their cool... But we got some pretty cool stuff, too, that yeah. it's like, hey, people might get some enjoyment out of seeing that and identify with you. And that's another big thing is the common ground you can reach with people that are like-minded. Mm-hmm. Same way you go to a baseball game, you know, whether it's a sporting event, whether it's a comic convention... Whether it's, um, my wife has an extensive, extensive collection of Barbies. Crates. They're not in the boxes. They are in locked, airtight crates. Mm-hmm. That there's so many at my father-in-law's house oh, wow. that he's like, you need to take these. I said, I don't have the space for them. Hmm. Years worth of collecting. Every holiday edition. Every. Uh, I, I don't even know. I can't wrap my mind around it. Every once in a while, we'll go over there. And she'll open one up and start talking about it, and she knows the dates and times and when she got it and
1: what it's. See, that still to. goes into that thing where, like, that's that—that's a serious person. Like, you—you you it means know. something to you. Yes, the nostalgia yeah, yeah. of it, it—it it means something to you. You hold it, like I said, in that one part where part of the problem, if you have a problem with it, would be that bit of shame in the back of your mm-hmm. mind because of doing it. That's not a shame thing. You're sitting there, you—you you enjoy. It. Like, maybe what you need to do is uh, take that spare bedroom and build her a case where she at least display. It Her wouldn't favorites. just be one case. yeah. Well, oh, they, I they get what you start say, the favorites, the, the you rarities. start off with the, the favorites and go from there, you know. And, I mean, then on the other side, you can start your own stuff that you... The special edition
0: share with the Bob Mackie designed clothes for the <laughs> doll. Hey, you yeah. Know, hey, yeah. What's impressive about those kind of things is that that was collected by a child who never opened the package to play with it. Realized this is something special and put it away. Yeah, because we would have never been able to do that. Nope, no way. Do it. If we still had all of our stuff, oh, Lord. Mm. I mean, it wouldn't make us rich, but de- mm. it, it's nice having that. And that's another thing, too, about the the selling point of collectibles and um, heirlooms. Mmm. You know, these were great Gam Gam's Fabergé eggs. And do you take them to the Antique Roadshow and see? Because what if they tell you, oh, yeah, they're worth $3 million. But they've been in the family for 160 uh, years.
1: Yeah, man, I... If If I had something that was handed down through my family for years, but it was something just random, uh, like a frying pan or something. (laughs) This was the frying pan that she
0: cooked on for the family for 80 years. But we carbon dated it and found out. I don't know if carbon dated would be. We looked at a damn serial number. It was serial number two. (laughs) This was George Wash. This was Martha Washington's frying pan.
1: Oh, I'm like okay. How much is the museum gonna, You're gonna offer me put for Put it up it? on Mount Vernon. Like, we're gonna yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, but it should stay in the family. And it's like, well, I, I can't uh, ans- I can't honestly answer that question until I get a number in front of me because I, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm, I'm not gonna say like, I, I wouldn't because it's I don't been know. sitting
0: in a cabinet in my house for ten years. That,
1: nobody's used it in three generations. Oh, you
0: need to give that to your children. Why? So they can sell it.
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> Now, okay, maybe I'll say I'll sell it and the money will go towards a college fund or something. (laughs) I like to say that, but probably not. I would just look at it and go, Faberge egg, been sitting here for however long. You want 100 grand? Okay, cool. I think by the
0: time our kids are grown, college won't even be a thing. Nah, probably not. Internet, you can learn anything you want off the internet. Why are we paying? True. Very true. Ooh, very true. Or. Trade schools will start booming because how many people do you know that have degrees out the wazoo
1: and can't get a job? Very true. I remember when I was in college, there was a guy, he had a master's in uh, computer sciences and couldn't get a job. And he was coming back to school to go do, I think it was nursing. It's like he had a master's in computer science and couldn't find a job.
0: Could not find a job. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy. Heavy to think about, but yeah, that's why. Mm. Do we have a college fund started? Yes. Maybe she gets something cool at the end and be like, hey, no, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Everybody's
1: super smart. There you go. Use it to buy your first house or something. Be smart about it. <laughs> we are not a financial show. Let's <laughs> not <laughs> Oh, no. Don't listen to us on finances.
0: <laughs> what do you think? Not. Okay. I'm going to be very careful here. Not being sexist. But you can kind of see a difference in the way. And this is the majority. I'm not trying to pigeonhole anybody here. I'm talking from my own personal experiences, the way men collect things versus the way women collect things. Okay. And it seems to me most of the time, now I know there are plenty of women out there that have collections of things that you would consider to be, you know, more more male oriented as far as action figures and stuff like that, that would blow you out of the water that you can't even touch. Oh yeah. But what I've noticed is mostly things like, um, they lean more towards things like heirlooms. Mm Mm-hmm. Things that mean hold sentimental value to them, and guys like quantity and outdoing each other. Oh yeah. Does that? Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. My it's wife a competition has. versus I collect these because I like them. They might not be worth a lot, but I have back to grandmother's things. All of those. All mm-hmm. of my grandmother's on both sides. Things, mm-hmm. um, plates, silverware, things that are handed down like that. They stay in a case, pristine. Don't touch them. And then and maybe start th- adding to that collection. Oh, like, well, I'm, I'm trying to find this piece that was originally went with this set. Yeah. And that's the search. That's the, mm-hmm. the high of the search. Men like to outdo each other. I mean, I wouldn't say collecting tools would be considered a collection, but maybe, definitely one of those things that are maybe. leaned into where you go, you know, come over here and check this
1: out. Hey, You I, go into a garage and it's like... I can't lie. I actually like it when some, some of my friends come over and they go into the music room and they look... And all the stuff on the wall. I'm like, dude, this is so cool. You got all this stuff. And, like, I kind of swell up with a little bit of yeah. pride. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay. Technically okay. we okay. both have
0: guitar collections. Yeah, that's true. We got multiple walls with that's guitars true. on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and and yeah. they're more sentimental than they are valuable. Yes.
1: Yeah. The only one that I have that I know for a fact I would probably never get rid of is the one you got me. That was my first guitar ever. Oh,
0: man. Thanks, Bubba. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'd never get rid of that one Yeah, all the rest of them, eh, okay I might sell them at some I've point I've got Who knows? two that I will never ever get rid of And uh, Which two are they? Uh, the
0: blonde Telecaster mm-hmm. And the acoustic that mom and dad bought me That was my first acoustic There you go yep. So those two Everything else, it can come and go Those yeah. two are going to stay Even if they fall apart and they're just up on a wall I can look at those and reminisce Which makes
1: me think if, here's a question for you right Okay, All uh, human beings, animals, all that kind of stuff out the way, and let's just go even crazy enough to say uh, the wedding certificate, birth certificate, all that kind of stuff, gone. The house catches on fire. Go grab that one thing. Oh, no. Like I said, you don't have to worry about a family member or or animal. An item. Or anything like that. It's just a sole item that would be the one thing you Mm. would go back for.
0: dad's pocket knife okay that's a good one His kids' pocket knife yeah and then Mm -hmm. on the way out the door grab the blonde telecaster but yeah i'd I'd run back in and grab dad's pocket knife if Mm -hmm. it was just a personal item of mine and i couldn't pick anything of the kids or my wife or anything like that uh i would have to go with dad's pocket knife Mm -hmm. that'd be the one i would grab yep followed closely by that blonde telly that was a gift has a lot of sentimental value to me Played a lot of shows and had a lot, a lot of good times with it. So I have to
1: say, ever since you got that, that that was your primary guitar for mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, still is if we show, do anything. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: That would be my too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going first choice. Dad's pocket knife. I,
1: I, I hate to say it again, but yeah, I think I would get the guitar that you got me because that was okay, the one thing you... that started me. You know, down the music thing was that guitar that you got me. Mm-hmm. So and, and remember, we actually. Somehow we had a party at the house one night. Something happened, and the neck—remember—it broke off yes. right at the headstock. Mm-hmm. And I assumed it was dead. That there was nothing we could do. And then I was actually able to find a, a buddy of ours. Was like, "No, man." He was like, "I can fix it." And so he went back and fixed it for me. Got it all nice and pretty and everything again. And it's it's totally playable. Sounds just like it used to. So yes, that's gonna be mine. And I know this one sounds really goofy, but if I had to. If I had the free hand and there was just something else on the way that I could grab. <laughs> you get a bonus. Is, this is, ah, of all the things to grab. I don't know why, but it's always been one of my favorite things. On the nerd wall, I have a small replica of the Planet Express ship from Futurama. And I know that sounds... <laughs> you're laughing. at me like, of all the things to grab. Yeah. <laughs> but that was always my favorite show. And that's like... It really is the the centerpiece right now on my nerd wall because it was just something that just I just every time I look at it it just makes me happy. So yeah, if I had a free hand, I could grab one thing off the wall that's or off the shelves, and <laughs> probably be the one thing.
0: <laughs> Do you think collecting has kind of taken the place of trophy hunting
1: in society now? I think so. Yeah. As as a sport, quote unquote. Yeah, because I think just about everybody has a collection of some kind. Uh, I think you're right. That's safe to say. Maybe not, you know, I think super
0: extensive. Maybe you collect leather jackets. And back to that same thing, it's you seek out vintage leather jackets. mm -hmm. Or ones that were worn by Jimi
1: Hendrix. Yeah, and I mean, it might not even be anything necessarily that big. And you might only have a handful of things. But you're like, hey, these are my collectibles that I have that I like. And that you would show to somebody that was a like-minded person that enjoyed the same stuff as you do. And you, would go, y- you would show it to them and be like, look at this, you know, like I'm proud of this. This is what I was able to obtain. So yeah, I think that would yeah. totally take the place of trophy hunting.
0: You open up a case and say, I go hit yard sales and garage sales and estate sales. And I collect Jade brooches. Mm-hmm. And you've got 50 of them in a case. That's mm-hmm. impressive. Cause yeah. what I like about things being collected, when you go to people's houses and you see kind of obscure things, might be shark teeth, who knows?
1: Usually there's a story that goes along with each individual item and i think that's one of the things like with all of my stuff i don't have a huge collection of anything but every one of my things that i do have i i have like a story or like say the bobbleheads you know a bunch of those i look at and i'm like oh whenever we you know went to comic con stuff like that or when i've gone to other events and like i said it has a memory it has a story that goes no. along with it
0: it takes you back to that time and place mm-hmm. when you look at it you and like so,
1: conversation piece you were saying earlier
0: you can tell someone a story about oh well speaking of that that we were at come on here and look at this i picked this up while i was here Mm -hmm. and we were walking down this corridor and this funny thing happened Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that probably goes the same for most people yeah i think so i mean i'm sure there are plenty of people that are out there that they collect and they're hardcore about uh, especially stuff like cars or stamps or something like that that they are collecting way more hardcore than like what me and you've just discussed how Mm -hmm. we do uh so they might not necessarily have a story but it's something that still mean something to them, like it, it's, it's really personal, you know? One day we need to have a real dope collector of something on
0: here, pick their brain about it, that would be neat. In doing the research for a little bit of this, we did light research, but um, in my reading, kind of talking about the same thing that you're talking with nostalgia or personal items, that collecting really started, what they can date back is about as far as 4,000 B.C., and it was hand-me-down tools and things from parental figures from leaders of the tribe things mm. like that that you collected that st- had no use anymore but they still wanted to keep them around. Hmm. Okay. And then jump forward to around the 1800s. I'm sure it happened in 1700s, you know, people collected all sorts of things and it was it's really only for the wealthy.
1: Well, that makes sense. I mean, eh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. If you had the means, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I could I could see
0: that. So they'd collect things different Yeah, okay flamboyant dress wear and all that. It, it was a status symbol for the wealthy. Now jump forward to the father of collecting in America was a man named William Buell Sprague. And <laughs> like at twenty one he Sprog. had collected <laughs> Sprog. Spro- sprockets basically sprockets. <laughs> <laughs> But at 21, he had collected 1,500 George Washington autographs on different documents by the age of 21. 1,500. Okay. And uh, I think his collection over a lifetime, from what I had read, was uh, he had amassed 100,000. Wow. I, have, I don't think I've signed 100,000 documents in my life now. I was never president of the United States, but <laughs> that I know of. I could be a Manchurian <laughs> candidate. <laughs> just get activated one day. But yeah, so he is considered to be the father of American collecting because that became that sought sought after one thing that he just went after, and he went after that one thing alone, and it was George Washington signatures.
1: Wow.
0: Well, hey, so neat little okay tidbit for you there. Well, and, and know, he kind of set the rules for what would be defined as professional collecting.
1: Okay, hmm.
0: from what I'm understanding.
1: Okay. Well, you say that about professional collecting. But I think of course in the last 20, 30, maybe even 40 years when certain things have come out and become a trend, I think everybody became a collector at at some point of something like the first thing that comes to my mind is Beanie Babies. Right. Everybody collected Beanie Babies during that well, I mean, I'm, I know people are still collecting them now, but it seemed like they're for 5 or 10 years just about everybody, every household had some kind of collection. You I know we have, go into any house and not see them. I, I know we have at least a couple of totes full of them. Uh,
0: so I think there's certain. <laughs> let me take you back to a time and place and say the word to you: pogs. pogs, pogs, pogs. Do you remember that shit? Yes, little pieces of cardboard, little pieces of cardboard. Slammers were where it was at. Oh when yeah, when it was the pogs, it oh, was yeah. the slammers.
1: Yeah, pogs were big. Yeah, and we had a bunch of them. I I know there's a box somewhere probably up in the attic at Mom's house that has a ton of them, I'm sure. But you're right. Why does it (laughs) seem like just the
0: past 40 years have been when everybody could start collecting
1: something? I know before the 70s, of course,
0: we got to say Star Wars uh, figurines, action figures. mm -hmm. I don't know if they would be be considered action figures, but the Star Wars toy line mm -hmm. was the boom of collectibles. Still is.
1: Oh yeah, still is some still of the most find, sought after it and it expensive
0: the... items to to try to find. Yeah, was he
1: still find? Is it the is it Luke Skywalker or the? Oh, the... don't get me lying to you. <laughs> I know there's something about Luke Skywalker, or maybe it was a Boba Fett. Not no, one of it's, them. it's more obscure characters than that. That are the no, the, like, there's ones. one that's like uh, the the toy was originally created with something that ended up being dangerous, and so they pulled it. And so, like, if you can find that one kind, it's supposed to be worth. Was like, it the, the Boba Fett the missile? Maybe that's fired what out of the backpack? I don't know. Somebody's going to get on here and be like, you guys are idiots. It's this. But I, I, I remember hearing something Experts about Experts in that. nothing talk about everything. I remember something about <laughs> that there was – and maybe it was the bubble fit because it was like a choking hazard or something like that. Yes. They didn't put it on the box. There was a choking hazard. Yeah. And so, like, if you can find it where it still a, does the projectile of the – The tiny out, piece. It, yeah. And then, like, so I think the other one was, like, something about uh cloth cape versus plastic cape. I think is what it was. Hmm. That, like, they didn't have – they didn't do a long run of the cloth cape or something. Okay. There's a multitude of YouTube videos you can go watch
0: on different collections that are way more in-depth. We're just kind of talking about general, yeah. the idea of collecting. So yeah. don't yeah, let's hang not... us up for that because <laughs> we're just spitballing here
1: about what we know. But I think, uh, back to what you were saying a second ago, I think a lot of it is starting a lot in the 70s. Uh, things were made more commercial. Mass produce toys Mass produced. Um, more people heard about it and would start seeing it. So then you had, you know, radio and then of course TV and movies and stuff like that. And as the technologies think about advanced, just
0: commercials alone. Just the commercial, the Saturday morning cartoon commercial. Oh yeah. That showed every
1: kid, You want this. Does your kids do like mine and he'll sit there and be watching his cartoon and then they'll go into the five minute commercial break and of course every commercials for a toy. He's like, I want that one. And the next one comes up and goes, I want that one. And the next one comes up and goes, I want that one. And I'm like, well, well, no, spoiler, Brett. <laughs> what was Sorry. the one to, uh, what was the one, two commercials ago that you wanted? Um, yeah, see, I don't remember. Yeah.
0: There's a reason that mm-hmm. they work mm-hmm. and that's it's an marketing. advertisement.
1: It's marketing. Yes. But I think that's why, like you said, as especially probably more in the 70s and then going to the 80s and the 90s, and it became more and more of a thing where people were collecting more and more stuff. But then also I think a lot of it comes from nowadays. People look at a lot of the vintage stuff of 70s, 80s, 90s.
0: Right back to nostalgia. Yeah. I know we We touched
1: on this in the nerd
0: culture episode, but nostalgia plays a huge part, especially Mm -hmm. in today's society, of wanting to relive better times. And it reminds you of a better place in time and being free and well
1: and if you're collecting especially something like a, a toy line before fucking cell phones yeah but if you get back into like say collecting toy lines or if you want to consider pog a toy or whatever <laughs> i don't know, know what that would be it's like jacks yeah i guess yeah i guess so but whatever whatever that might be when we were kids we personally did not have the money unless i had a you know paper route or something like that that I was doing Mowing yards, mowing lawns. I didn't have the money to go buy all that stuff. But now, as an adult, I have a little mm-hmm. extra cash. I'm like, you know what? I always really wanted was this skull shaped slammer pug. <laughs> like, Just when you, you now, when you bought the when uh, you bought the was it the star destroyer you bought or the falcon? The falcon. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like I never would have been was able it like to... like 200 bucks f- or something that, like that. Yeah. For, like, yeah. If you're an
0: eight year old kid, get 200 dollars mowing lawns. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's achievable, but. Yeah. Now, when you're an adult, and you can budget it in and go, eh. that's yeah. why you see the action figure boom with mm-hmm.
1: grown peoples. Mm-hmm. 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 That's what it's geared towards. Yeah, so I think that's where a lot of that comes from with the collecting now versus, you know, in the past is things are more accessible. I mean, and that, that too, like you can get on, I can get on Amazon or eBay or something right now and find exactly what I want and get it right then and there versus back Before, you would have to actually go hunt down whatever you wanted in the shops, in the stores. And it was just so much more difficult to collect certain things than it is now. Do you remember when we were coming up
0: and the big things were like when the McFarlane um, first was the Spawn, the very realistic. Oh, yeah. uh, They weren't action figures. They were uh, figurines.
1: Yes, the figurines. And then
0: they kind of transferred over to the McFarlane run on a bunch of different things. Wolverine Mm -hmm, and Batman and mm -hmm. all that. and. That, in my mind, in what I can remember being alive, was really a huge boom in the collectibles as far as busts and pop culture stuff to put on shelves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, before that, I'm sure like more movie memorabilia, which I love movie memorabilia. Mm -hmm. That is some of the neatest stuff. I I, I know I've said neat four times, I think, in this (laughs) podcast, but it's neat. I like it. It's Mm -hmm. neat. So say you could go back to I have a shield from Ben Hur, movie memorabilia is mm-hmm. where it's at. I mean that's close to my heart. I would love to have a movie
1: memorabilia room. And you know what's really sad is I have heard multiple times over the years that a lot of times when they finish wrapping a movie, half the stuff either goes in the trash Walks or out the door. goes into or, or goes into like some storage on the lot, sea, out in wherever land, blah blah blah. And so, something that might be an iconic thing, never even is. I mean, you've heard stories about you know Han Solo's gun that got lost, mm-hmm. and the you know of course the ruby slippers, the ruby slippers. <laughs> you you, <Yep>. know, <laughs> like you that. can see I was right about to say that the ruby slippers. And these things that were so iconic items, and then pop up for Decades later, because when they finished wrapping the movie, there was like, eh, whatever. Didn't they have somebody rebuild the Cowardly Lion costume? I, like I think had, they found it. disintegrated it? and
0: they had to. If I remember correctly, they shit?
1: found it in an attic at somebody's house, and when they got it, it was still together, but like hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Like it was it was just rotted away and did whatever, and so they had to bring somebody in that restored it. And so it's not 100% the original one, but it's still, they were able to save the basic shell of the original suit. Could you imagine finding something like that? I think that's why you have a lot of these people nowadays that uh when they get done filming a movie, they're like, I'm taking this Didn't Sean Astin
0: say he kept the One-Eyed Willie's treasure map?
1: Mm. I don't know
0: if that's true, but somebody has that map. Maybe. From the Goonies. Maybe. I'm just thinking how neat it would be to open up a chest in the attic one day and find something like that. Find the ruby slippers. You probably wouldn't know what you're looking at, and you would hope whoever found it at least had... The mental capacity to say, maybe I should get this checked out. Yeah, maybe I
1: should look into this. This looks really important. <laughs> I mean, God damn, that looks like the ruby slippers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heck, I thought that whenever we bought our house and the lady that we bought it from, she was an older woman, like I think she was like 102 and moved out. To heaven? (laughs) No, no. She moved out because she was like, "Ah, I think I'm getting a little too old now to be by myself. Uh I'm moving my daughter. And I was like, well, she's got to be like 80. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What the heck? And a super, super nice lady. Like that and she left us this really nice note that was like, I'm really happy that it's a young family buying the house. Blah blah. We have so many memories. Yeah, it was great. I immediately climbed into the attic because I was and like started looking I per- hope that there's like that lost box of something like I'm going to find yeah One-Eyed Willie's treasure in there or <laughs> something
0: I'm there more morbid where I start like nothing.
1: tapping the walls and
0: wondering like I wonder if there's a plastic bag full of bones behind this wall oh wow oh so you're going to collect bones now no I didn't say I was going to collect them when I move into a new place my first thought is <laughs> it out the walls it up the air vents reaching in them looking for the heart of the ocean <laughs> Hey, you never know, man. You never know. Uh, You never know. People find weird. You could be living in a house for 10 years and find a trap door underneath some
1: floorboards that lead Mm. to a cave. You've been living there for 10 years. You're redoing it, ripping up the carpet and find a, like I said, a trap door and going, oh, where does that lead to? And then you're in, then you're a goonie. (laughs) Next thing you know. (laughs) Goonies never say die. Mm. Sloth loves chunk. Our time down here. Yeah. Well, all right, brother. I think it's time for us to uh, go into a little segment we like to call Search, search Engine Results. And this time, I'm going to ask you. Hell yeah, I get to play. <clears throat> so, anybody that's not familiar with it, we ask a search engine an open-ended question. This time, we went with Google again. And I give Kenny three options, A, B, and C. And he has to choose which one was the first one that popped up. Right or wrong, agree, disagree with whatever it is, it's the first one That they popped up whenever I hit it into the search engine. Top result. Okay. All right, man. I'm excited. So, this question is the biggest collection in the world is. Okay. A. Vinyl records. Okay. B. Ballpoint pens. Hmm? Or C. Napkins. What the hell? And so, what is the biggest collection in the world? I won't, yeah, I can't give you any of the numbers, obviously, because that would ruin it. Mm-hmm. But you have to pick which was the biggest collection in the world. Okay, shoot them out one more time. A, vinyl records. Record. B, ballpoint pens. Or C, napkins.
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. out,
1: but it's not C. You feel the pressure, don't you? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I'm going to go with B, Ballpoint pens. Final answer? Final answer.
1: Wrong. Oh. It is vinyl records. You know. Should have. I and should have. By a huge margin. Really? Do you have over, the number? Over seven million. Whoa. The, the... collection is over seven, 7 million. Seven million. Where do you put that? Uh, the warehouses. Yeah. Vinyl records. Yeah. That's Seems easier to store ballpoint pens, but okay, yeah. Or napkins just stack them on top. I each lost. Other. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's not napkins. I could start a napkin collection tomorrow. Probably have fifty. <laughs> just walk into a restaurant, and grab a napkin.
1: Oh, like, I wonder if
0: they're cloth napkins or if those little paper napkins with the flowers on them. Count. I, I, I don't
1: know. That's a good question. Different classifications. But man, whoever whoever had the nerve, the the gumption, the desire, the drive. To collect over 7 million, like, wow. I know collecting records has always been
0: huge, but 7 Whoa. million. Yep. Like if you were to tell me 70,000, I can wrap my mind around that. Mm-hmm.
1: 7 million. Well, I know there's a lot of collections that are well into the 200, 300, 400,000 especially yeah. when stuff like with memorabilia. Think about the space just 100 records takes up. Oh, geez. Yeah. Crazy. To, to, to sit there and, and gain that kind of a collection. I was reading an article about why why people collect. What kind of
0: thing it was. It was on a invaluable.com. And a neat thing that was said was that the previous research suggests that people collect things because they fail an emotional connection to the subject matter. That's what everybody always thought. That's what I would think. Mm-hmm. Is like we've talked about a couple of times, nostalgia, things like that. Um, but there was a study done by a professor at Stanford named... Vladimir Simonson, <laughs> hope I'm getting that right, it says that uh, people are more likely to begin a collection once they possess two of one item. Sit on that for a second. Hmm.
1: Yeah, because earlier you said three is considered a collection, but right. then if somebody has two of the same item, yes, they feel two of the same thing. they feel like they need to start collecting. Yeah,
0: and you said it's because people begin to associate owning the same item subconsciously with being wasteful. And they don't want to get rid of something they enjoy. So your next logical step is to just start collecting more of the same item. Makes Mm. sense. Makes sense. Now, you know, another 10 years from now, there'll probably be another study that says something completely different. That's how studies work. But I thought that was pretty interesting Mm because I had always thought the same thing, that you collect what you see as valuable or having deeper personal meaning to you. And what he was saying was, no, it's kind of just a subconscious thing of, not wanting to be wasteful or justifying what you have. Yeah. It's justification. I already have this. Might as well keep going. Right. Hmm. Which
1: seems like a very human trait. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Just keep going with it. <laughs> Don't know if it's right or wrong, but I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> what do they say in Fear Loathing when he opens up the briefcase full of drugs?
0: And he's like, do we need all of this? No, but once you get rolled into a hard drug collection... It's hard to stop yourself or something like that. You know, it's hard to, It's hard to not take it to the extreme. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was the same thing. It's like, totally human. Yep. That is 100% human. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I wonder if animals collect. I'm sure monkeys do. Apes. They probably have collections of things. Pretty rocks and sticks they've used for tools. Don't penguins
1: collect the rocks uh, for their, like, nesting purposes? I thought it was more of a mating thing. Maybe it is a mating thing. Maybe you're right. Pebble in the penguin? That kind of weird. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> good pull. Wow, I bet. Ba- mm. Yeah, I base all of my animal research on animated <laughs> films. That's why no one should take me serious. <laughs> well, brother, again, I've had
1: a wonderful time sitting with you, just joshing back and forth about collectibles. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's it's a very cool thing, I, and I'm. I love hearing more and more about people that have collections, why they collect it, those sorts of things. I like, like
0: seeing them. I mean, Really, if I go to somebody's house and they have a collection, I don't care. Boomerangs. Let's go see them. Okay. Tell me about this. Yeah. Kites. The more obscure, I guess, the better. Model
1: airplanes. Yeah, could be anything. Yeah. They're neat. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that was... Oh, a...
0: That was my fifth neat drop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get you a shirt made that just says, neat, neat. It's a neat fella. <laughs> He's a neat guy. Well, all right, man. Well, yeah. Had a good time.
0: As always, Um, everybody out there in Listener Land, we want to remind y'all to please subscribe to us, drop us some reviews, let us know what you think of the show and where you'd like us to take it. Until next time, I'm Kenneth. I'm Keith. We'll catch you later on.